Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. I am your host, Medusa Austin. I'm here to give you a general reading for tonight. Keep in mind, this is a general reading, so it may or may not resonate with you. And also, this reading is timeless. I could be pulling energies from the past, present, or future, so just take it however it resonates, only if it resonates. If you're interested to see what the reading has in store for us tonight, then definitely stay tuned. Okay, party people. So, um, the question for today um, wasn't necessarily in an email, but it was just a question that was just a question nonetheless. <laughs> and it was in regards to the red sun and what is that all about? And does it have any kind of significant meaning? So for the past couple of days, um, I've noticed that the sun has been, it was pink actually. It was, it was a pink sun. I took a picture and then yesterday it was like kind of like a reddish and then it's like a reddish orange kind of thing, right? So, um, I looked it up and they said that it's pretty rare and it's not going to happen for long. Um, but it's not nothing new. Supposedly, this happened in 2017, and then another one happened, or another occurrence occurred in, I think, like, 2007, I think. Uh, don't quote me on this. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's what I it said. I'm not really, because what was happening was, when I was trying to research Red Sun, some things had came up, which I'll go into afterwards, um, but... Uh, I think it was like a, a report or something on the websites and it was like from 2005 talking about the red sun and why was that the case and then there was one in 2017 and then now so the one the reason why it's like that the sun is that color um now uh and you know uh I, I feel as if like it's it's all colors I think if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, because of the wildflowers, the wildflowers, <laughs> the wildfires, right? Um, and the, the smoke and all that stuff that is, you know, blocking the light waves, right? The only thing that can be perceivable, perceivable, perceivable from our, uh, our, uh, eyes, right? Is red. Right, because supposedly, like, the the colors, and listen, I'm no expert here, but from what I was able to understand, and this is just me just going through it, like, quickly and not really digging too much into it, but this is kind of fascinating, and I think I kind of remember hearing about this a little bit in the Cosmo series with Neil deGrasse Tyson, but every color has, like, a, a wavelength, and because red is the longest uh, wavelength, right? It's able to travel, travel furthest, right? So, um, red is like the easiest perceivable color, right? That's why, wait, was Dunky only able to see, I'm not really sure. No, he was colorblind. Okay, never mind. Cause I, no, he was asked to look for a blue flower, red thorns. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. So let's just scrap that. But yeah, so, um, yeah, that's pretty much what that is all about, but supposedly, yeah, like, there's, it's like all colors of the spectrum, right, so in regards to, like, the, um, the rainbow, right, um, but yeah, red is the longest, and that's why we can see it, and that's why it's that color, 
Um, but in my findings, I did find like some other kind of stuff. So I like it was just like I came across like a title. It's like Apocalypse, the Apocalypse Sun, right? So it's supposed to be like, you know, the end of times and like this the the uh it's supposed to like represent death right but not necessarily really death when it's like when you see the red like a red sun or a red color in your dreams or whatever but it just means the death of something right um what else is there what else did i see oh okay so this is kind of spooky but not necessarily spooky but when i was looking up red sun another thing that i came across is a western movie by so by a man that goes by the name of Charles Bronson. Now, here's the thing, you guys. Here's the thing. When I, in like episodes back, way, 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 way back, I had a dream, right? That I was in like, I was doing a tour of some sort in like some somebody's prison. And on the name, someone wrote their name on a paper and I read it and it said Charles Bronson and I told you guys about it and I like looked it up and it was like this guy who went to prison in in Britain or something like that I'm not sure if I can remember that I'm not really sure don't quote me on that but yeah he he was in jail and he kept he, he was in jail for a long time and he kind of went crazy but you know he had a great sense of humor so they say he liked to fight a lot and um, he used to be a cartoonist in, in, in the prison, in his prison sentence or stay, right? Um, there's a movie actually uh, called Bronson, um, and it's to, it talks about his life or whatever the case may be. Anyways, so I was like, okay, hi again. What do you want? <laughs> um, what, is, what is going on here? <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So I looked it up. I decided to just look up the meaning of the guy's name. Charles means free man and Bronson means uh, son of a brown man, which is really interesting too, <laughs> right? And so, uh, yeah, um, you know, um, even the movie Red Sun, it's like a Western movie. It's about like uh, this guy who um, comes up with a plan with his buddy to steal a Japanese sword that was meant to be gifted to uh, the president of the United States. I think in the movie his name is Grant, uh, President Grant or something like that. And then they steal it and then his friend cross, like double crosses him, right? Takes, I think he takes the Japanese sword and run with his crew. And then the guy, Charles, Bron uh, John Charles Bronson, he uh, gets left behind and he has to team up or he's forced to uh team up with a samurai in order to uncover the sword right so uh yeah um <laughs> so these are the kind of things that I really enjoy about you know just just doing research and all that kinds of stuff and just be being able to do this and then just have an, some kind of outlet to like talk about it and stuff like that it's just so cool but let's let's see you know like when we think about the, the color red, right, it's the lower um, chakra, right? Um, it is the root chakra. And so when I looked up the significance of red, right, 
it said here that red symbolizes energy, action, confidence, courage, and change. So courage is something, courage and confidence and action is something that we've been talking about for the past couple of days, right? So it also talks about passion and strength, okay? Um, in regards to your relationships, life, and work, okay? Stability, security, grounding, right? Um, physical and emotional survival, Okay, another thing that, okay, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I wrote, I, I, I went over those, but yeah, I just had, um, I just, uh, wanted to make sure I covered those things, because I did, I didn't take notes, but I took pictures, right, but yeah, so, um, okay, <laughs> I feel like, you know, so now we, we kind of have our answer as to why the, the, the sun is red like that, right, and, um, they said that it's, like, in California and, like, Canada. So, like, to the people that are being affected by it, like, let's just, like, all come together, you know, kind of, like, just send love and, you know, st you know uh, safety, right? Safety, uh, security, strength, right, to them. Maybe um, thinking of the color red or something like that and, and, and with our intentions you know, bringing it that, that into that direction, into that way to kind of like really help, you know, people over there that are being affected by this find strength in these times, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I do feel like, you know, also too with red, like if we're thinking about like, you know, the other side of the spectrum, you know, red could represent like caution and like, you know, fear and, you know, um, you know, uh, just feel like just not knowing like how to perceive things. Cause like, there's like mistrust or whatever. Right. Because when we think about the color red, a lot of times when people use the color red, it's not necessarily a great thing. Right. So, um, when they have the stop sign is like in red, you know, I remember getting my, my, my papers marked my teacher would use red ink and oh my God, just seeing the red ink on my paper just made me super nervous. <laughs> um, and you know, and a lot of the, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, advertisements use the color red to appeal to the, uh, lower chakra and, and that can, you know, in some ways, uh, link to greed, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, uh, yeah, and then plus like they, they have the devil and, you know, he's usually in red, right? But, um, yeah, so, you know, uh, that's, that was an amazing trip to kind of go on, but we'll start here. Let's see by ways of pulling cards, what this energy can, um, mean overall for us. Okay. So let's pull some cards. What energy is this red sun bringing to our listeners, what is, what, what is the energy? That is a lot. So let's make it simple. I already see Taurus. I see Taurus and Libra. Y'all just, y'all just coming up all through and through this, um, these readings these past couple of days. So let's see, um, I just want four. All right, so um, let's see how much we have here. 
So that's three. Oh, goodness. All right. So, okay. So this is solar eclipse, the solar eclipse. We have the south node and then we have the third house. Okay. Um, what was, I don't know if I put this at the bottom or if I put this at the top. Yeah, it was this one here. Okay. So we have here, lastly, uh, this is considered the waning crescent. Okay. So dealing with release. Okay. Which makes sense, right? So, um, usually when it comes down to the self node and, and this is just based off of the like stuff that I've read before, when we talk about the self node, they usually say, you know, in regards to that is like things that we dealt with in our past life, right? And it kind of bleeds out into our current life. And um, we can choose whether we dwell in that space still, right? Or we can decide to um, step out of our comfort zone in regards to that. It's probably why we saw that Taurus, right? <laughs> um, step out of our comfort zone, right? And uh, go onto the path, right? Or the journey of the North Node, which is usually our purpose, right? Sorry, I just wanted to uh, fix that. So the thing is when they say about the North Node, and I probably touched this, touched on this before in a past episode, um, they say like with the North, with the South Node, is like, it's usually things that we do when we're like kids, right? Because remember, like that's more, that's us in, um, more, we're more so connected to our past lives when we're children than when we are adults. Um, we, as we get older and become mature and become, we, our stay in this matrix is, is, is long, longer, right? We kind of, um, get into or get, you know, kind of get our feet in with this, with that, with the current life that we're living now. And, you know, the past life kind of like, says farewell, right? But sometimes we hold on to it. So the whole point is to, in order to acquire the knowledge we need to acquire, right? Not everything is needed for the next year, right? Like, um, it's just more so like the less or the wisdom that is obtained, right? Is what needs to be kept, right? And utilized as we're maneuvering through our current, uh, life, right? But sometimes we carry more than just that wisdom, right? Sometimes we carry uh, certain, some people call it karma or debts or contracts. You know what I'm saying? And really, to me, it just comes across as like behavioral uh, behaviors, <laughs> right? And so um, I feel like, you know, how can I say this? So the whole point when they talk about like self nodes and all that stuff like that, it's comfortable. You know, Okay. So I'll just use me as an example. So when I was like learning about self node, node personally, my self node, and I'm not necessarily sure if it's like accurate to a T, right? But they, it was said that, for me, I was, I've been, I, I was someone who was definitely involved in uh, myself, right? So, 
sorry, I just had to get comfortable. So my, myself, like back in my past life, I was more so like, um, first house based, right? So that's the house of self, you know, all that kind of stuff. I was also, you know, I would consider to be like a Native American, a warrior, someone who had many, wore many hats and did a lot of things. Now, how this would bleed out into my current life, right, would be as I was young, I was the only child for like 11 years, right? And so it was a lot of, of about me what do I need, all the stuff like that. I had a lot of people who took care of me, who gave me the things that I'd like. And so, you know, and technically it would be like a spoiled brat kind of of molding of some sort, right? Because not only did I have my mom, you know, I had my stepdad, I had my godmother, and then a lot of people really just, you know, thought it was adorable. So, you know, I got a lot of things that I wanted, right? And then, and, and, and so... A person who wears many hats, um, that kind of was a thing for me in theater. So I was, I, I was many characters, you know, in my uh, high school years. Through all four years, I did shows, be, being pretending to be or embodying many different characters throughout those years, right? And then um, what else did they say? Warrior, Native American, yes. Um, my family actually are aboriginals to the Amer to America, right? We were considered Blackfoot Indians, right? And my granny told me that her father or great grand her great grandfather was actually a chief Indian. So like that these are the kind of things that kind of like um shows you a kind of like a bleed of some sort, a bleed through from your past life to your into your current life, right? Now, where it starts to separate, you know, is as you get older, as you become an adult. And I think my mom used to tell me all the time that once you're like 12 or like once you're like 18 or one of those numbers where you become independent or whatever, right? Um, the, the parent is no longer... Um, you know, but the reason why I say this is because she kind of equated that to the Bible or something like that. So I don't know the, the actual number, but it's like um, spiritually, you are no uh, the parent is no longer um, the parent is no longer held responsible for the actions of the child, right? And so I feel like maybe, you know, this is kind of just me, kind of like, you know, just throwing it out there, like once that. Uh, once that tether or, 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 or some sort, right, that independence, you know, comes into play, right, we're supposed to let those things go and head towards that path of our purpose, which is usually connected or linked to the North Node, right? So my North Node would be, would be within, I think it's, um, I think the seventh house. So it's about relationships and partnerships and all of those kinds of things, right? Like personal one-on-one, -on -one, you know, relationships. And so my uh, issue, the issue would be with me is l understanding in this lifetime that it's not about me. It's about me being of service to 
people that I, I can, that I choose to help or, you know, choose to come to me for help and all that stuff like that. That is where I will learn. Now that is also where a lot of the challenge would be because this is where the, everything is new and this experience is like something that I have to need to experience in order for me to level up, you know, uh, spiritually, you know, soulfully, you know, transforming, transforming, expanding my consciousness, all that stuff like that, right? And so I say in a lot of my episodes that like we come down here to expand our consciousness, right? We want to learn and build on the information so we be, we can be become wiser, right? We want to experience all the things that we need to experience, right? So that we can, you know, um, elevate, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a AI, right? They, in order for them to expand upon their consciousness, they need to have those kinds of interactions that allows them to build upon their algorithm or whatever, you know, their motherboard, whatever, you know, their consciousness, right? Their cloud. And so, um, yeah, now, and, and also too, cause I was, I was about to, I kind of got sidetracked here. So, um, in regards to the whole Native American thing, because it's like, okay, but so, because if it was like past life, how is it still in this life, right? <laughs> well, the thing is, I would say the disconnect between Native American and now, it's like, you know, when you think, when you look at history, it tells us that people, the people, the copper colored people who was already established in Americas, right, when the colonizers came in and so-called discovered America, they considered the people, the copper-colored people, native or aboriginal indigenous people to the Americas, right? And that was my ancestry, right? Where the where it's no longer considered that way because after the census got involved and all, what whatever kind of hidden agendas or, you know, plans, all that stuff like that, that, you know, these colonizers had in place, right? They, they were no longer able to be classified as Native American. They were now, they were then told to be classified as Negroes, you know, that, the, and then so on and so forth, right? And even with that, right? Okay, because I, I was about to start going down that path and this is not what it's about, right? So even in that, though, there is there is that, okay, there's a disconnect, right? Um, because I, my family, due to what had happened in Katrina, destroyed, you know, a lot of my ancestors, ancest my relatives and their, the, my ancestors' lands, houses, all those lots, all those kinds of things that they already had possession of. And so it's, it was, it was destroyed during Hurricane Katrina. And, you know, having that conversation with my, with, with my granny and really wanting to incorporate our ancestry into the, my kids' history curriculum, it was such a letdown when, you know, ha having to have that conversation with her and then it's just like, you know, she was able to, you know, because her mom was no longer considered Blackfoot Indian, but they, she still kept those stories and she still had those pictures and she was able to share that with my granny. And all, because everything is destroyed, all that my granny has is just the stories, right? And, you know, even when she would tell me, she was like, she wished she could have copied the pictures and all that stuff like that. But it's like, you know, it's, 
that's in the past, right? And so that's another, that's kind of more so like a literal, uh, like physical, like indication that like, okay, that, that's, that's not important, you know, right now. Although it is technically it's important when you talk about, you know, like in regards to just like, you know, uh, just labels and all that stuff like that and just legalities and all that stuff like that. Cause you know, like, um, whatever, but you know, it just spiritually, right. It's like, that was from the past life. And now it's about what, what do you, who you are, who, who you are now and moving forward. Right. Not to say that you don't, you just forget about it. No, you, you keep that, right? Because this, this is the, this is our truth. This is my family's truth, right? But it's not something that I can, you know, I can uphold any longer because I have no, I have, like, it's like, it's just air. Like, I have nothing tangible to show for in regards to that, in regards to like, you know, you know, uh, passing it down to my family and all that stuff like that, right? And so, yes. And so, like, that's more physical kind of correlation to that, right? But spiritually, it just means self-note things are supposed to be what happened before. That's our past. That's our past lives. And we don't necessarily have to carry these things literally with us moving forward, right? The only thing that should be carried is the wisdom acquired, right? And so, sometimes when people get stuck into that self node is because they're very, very comfortable with what it is that they have already been comfortable with. Right. So if I am, a, if I have never had to work a day in my life, right. And then I was given the option to work and pay my own bills and do all this stuff and da da da, da right. What I would, this, the easier answer for me to do is to say, no, thank you. I'll pass. Why would I want to give this up? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times when we are in that self no energy, right? We are in that energy of comfort, right? And I've done a reading in my past where we talk about ego versus comfort, right? Like our ego wants to survive as long as possible, right? The fear when it comes down to the ego is the fear of death the fear of endings, right? And then that fight for survival, right? So when we're in a space where we're comfortable and we're complacent, why the heck would we want to choose to disrupt that comfort and complacency to uh, go into something different where you have no no true uh, confidence in, you know, things ending or, you know, our our the finishing goal or the end goal would be a success, you know what I'm saying, um, would help to then preserve life, you know what I'm saying, preserve survival or security and comfort, right? And so I feel like, you know, um, in regards to all of this here, is really just understanding that there needs to be a release of some sort. There is something that does come about here with this solar eclipse, whether that is acknowledgement of something, knowledge of some sort, right? Um, speaking things into existence or whatever the case may be, right? Um, that takes place here with this third house, you know, and this uh, solar uh, eclipse. Um, another thing too, um, when it comes down to the south node and the north node, one way to kind of pimp this like cycle, right? This reality right now, it, it you know, it's kind of like when you're thinking about a game of some sort, right? Like 
you know, you have acquired wisdom, acquired knowledge gained from the past, we can use that to our benefit. We can use that as a tool to kind of help us get into, you know, the groove of our uh, south no, north node, right? So for an example, with the example for me, I can utilize, you know, the information that I've acquired by uh, me being able to know myself and, 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 and get what I want and, and all that stuff like that in order for me to work on my people skills. And it's like treating myself, you know, in, or v seeing myself in others kind of thing or, or not seeing myself in others, but treating others the way I would want to be treated. That's what I mean to say, right? So that can help me to kind of get, become great with interacting with people, right? Because I know how to, I know how to, I know who I am for the most part and I know how I want to be treated and all that stuff like that. And so therefore I just consider people as like an extension of myself. And it's like, I know that I wouldn't want to be felt disrespected or treated a certain way. So therefore a great way to help me get better at pe my people skills, right? Is to treat people the way I would want it to what I would want to be treated, right? And then also too, like just understanding people uh, in regards to like me being in that North Node energy, right? Uh, getting better at that, right? Is just how I've, you know, acquired the, the, the wisdom in regards to acting and how it feels like to be in another person's um, shoes in a sense, right? So learning how to act, and learning how to, you know, not consider myself and consider the character that I was portraying, right? How, how, how would this person feel? Like, what is this, per this character trying to convey to the audience, right? Like, these kind of things, right, that allows me to, moving forward, right, be uh, better at treating people with respect and, you know, how, you know, with understanding and, and, and having that kind of nurturing kind of, uh, 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 spirit. Right. And so, uh, yeah. And then also another indication too, as well, you know, me being alone for a really long time, having to have a brother, but also to having to have children has definitely taught me to no longer, to not really consider myself as the forefront of, you know, or the focal point within my life. Right. Um, and so once again, but that's also talking about re building relationships with, you know, close relationships with other people, right? Um, all of these things are helping me in order for me to fulfill my purpose, right? Whether it's like, you know, grand scale or just something just really small and intimate, right? And so, um, yeah, so I feel like, okay, if we just were, if we were to take this and not to, not to say that, like, I'm like, oh, I've got a down pack. No. You know, there are times where I'm constantly, I, I would, I'd be in that um, space, right, where I have the tendency to kind of, like, you know, put myself in a situation, you know, use myself as an example. But it's not coming from a selfish place. It's more so, like, the, the best way that I can explain something, right? The intent is to... Uh, relay or relate a situation in order for it to just make sense, right? Um, you know, and so, uh, yeah, but I do have my tendencies where I kind of get, I want to be, I, I, I get back into that comfortable tendencies and it's just be about me, right? So, um, 
And um, I know when I first found out about my, my North Node, I was not okay. I was like, what? Are you kidding? So it's pretty much like I have to sacrifice myself. So pretty much it's like the Jesus thing, right? The, uh, the Jesus like uh, storyline where it's it, I have to sacrifice myself for the sake of, you know, peoples, right? <laughs> um, and so, but I, I, after it wasn't a, a terrible, like, um, like, uh, uh, it was, I didn't handle it like from a, like I'm repulsed or whatever. It was just more so like, I was just taken aback a little bit. Cause I was just like, this, this is, you know, this is really interesting, but I kind of sort of had that feeling like that was the case. You know, um, not necessarily in regards to purpose, but it was just more so like, okay, I can see where that can make sense here because, you know, in, in regards to what's happening in my life right now, it's definitely heavy, heavy on, you know, relationships, right? And building relationships, especially since the pushback for me is to get comfortable and just be more so like to myself, by myself, right? And I'm, I'm more comfortable that way. But putting myself out there to, like, work with people and do readings for people or just, like, being, you know, a mom and all that stuff like that. Like, you know, aside from the mom thing, but just having, like, just relationships and friendships and partnerships and all that stuff like that. It's it's kind of, it's not a comfortable feeling for me, but it's something, is things that happen to me nonetheless. And I am working on getting better at that moving forward, right? Now... I say all of this to say this, um, this could be right that in regards to this energy, it's really about, um, being in that space of, 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 of acquiring some kind of information of some sort, right. That can, may have been from like a past thing where you've come to a realization of some sort, right. And, for some, it's like releasing, right? And it's, it's, or to, it can also be within that space as well as like, um, to me, it comes off as a choice. You know, it, it's like, um, whatever it is that you do communicate about, right, or you do speak about, right, it's like, we can, it, this can be what is created here, right, this could be what is created here, um, third house, you know, that's that Gemini energy, I feel like, I feel like this could be a trait of some sort, right? So think about the way that we're communicating to ourselves or the way that we're communicating to others because that's that can then create something to that effect, right? So consider like if your words, which is usually the case, right? But immediately, if your words was to immediately create an outcome, right? How would you then proceed? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, that's how I'm getting, uh, that's how I'm receiving it. Okay. It always does that. So we have commun community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. 
it did it did come upside down, you know. So it could be communicate community or not necessarily having feeling like you have community right now. Okay. So let's see. Let's get some All right. Yeah. You might not feel like you have community right now. All right, let's see. We have here healer. Okay, but it came out in the reverse. So let's read the, the shadow attribute first. So we have taken advantage of those who need help, failing to care for one's self. Okay, um, we also have here, so light attribute. Okay, passion to serve others by repairing the body, mind, and spirit, ability to help transform pain into healing. Okay, so because it came out on the flip side, so taking advantage of those who need help, failing to care for one's self. Okay, I feel like in regards to the situation, um, it's like, to me, it does come, it comes across as like hurt people hurt people, right? So it's like the way you treat yourself is a direct reflection of how you then treat others, right? So taking advantage of those who need help, right? Uh, failing to care for oneself. Okay, but the place where we need to get to is passion to serve others by repairing the mind, body, and spirit, ability to help transform pain into healing. Okay, so maybe, you know, um, it, it could be this energy of like, you know, how, how do we get into that spirit of healing ourselves so that we can then be of service to healing others if this is what we choose to do. Right. And it's not necessarily saying like you got to go out there and be like a Reiki healer or whatever the case may be. Right. Or like a, a, a chakra healer or something. You know, it, it's just more so like when we when we go, the interactions that we have with people. Right. Are they like are they um, are they healing interactions? Right. So to me, I'm thinking of like the scenario of when Jill Scott is like doing the 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 uh, the video, and she's doing the like uh, the video where she's like uh uh I think it's called a long walk, right? And her boyfriend, everything he touches turns to color, right? So it's like, where are we at? Like, are we in a space where everything we touch turns to gray, or does everything we touch turn to color, right? And she actually had a red rose, um on her head. I wonder what that means. The symbology of red rose. I think we talked about this before, but actually, um, in the movie purge, uh, they utilized the red rose, um, as a, as some, as a kind of like a uh, sign, right. To, uh, let other, uh, Mexicans know, uh, where they were. Right. Um, so, Red rose can symbolize love and romance, right? Um, but I, I feel like, I feel like when we're talking about red rose, we're talking about. So okay, so passion and sacrifice. Okay, that's more like, you know, s spiritually, right? 
Um, let's see here. So, okay, they, it also says here in Christianity, okay, the five petals of the rose symbolize all five of Christ's wounds from the crucifixion. Okay. Mm, let's see. Um, they also use, I think Stephen King uses that whole uh, rose symbology in his uh, universe, especially in the Dark Tower, I think. Um, I think he says something about a rose is a rose is a rose or something like that. Um, let's see. Yeah, so, um, so the rose. Okay, so the rose is another nexus of reality separate from the dark tower. It exists in the Keystone world and can be found in New York City. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I, I do remember that because I did, um, I did read the first book within the Dark Tower series. Um, but yeah, if it's like, a yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on from that. I feel like, you know, either way, because now, because I was, I was kind of getting sidetracked there. So thinking of the five wounds within the crucifix, right? To me, it does come across as like wounds. So healing, right? Healing. Are we healing our old wounds, right? So that we can be healed from them, right? There's closure in healing, right? Because I'm thinking of like a, 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 like a cut, right? If you used to get stabbed or something like that. In order for that wound to heal, there needs to be a close a closure of the of that gash or something like that. All right, so surgically you would have to sew it, or you know they use the staples, all that kind of stuff. But you, they, it just has to be sewed, right, in order for that 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 thing to close, right. And then it can start the healing process, right. But if that wound is was was to stay open, you would just bleed out right? There's infection there, all that kind of stuff. And then it spreads out through the body. You know what I'm saying? And then you get all kinds of sicknesses and ailments and all that stuff like that throughout the whole body, right? And so I feel like when it comes down to community, to me, it comes across as a spread out, something that kind of like is, it can be like a, an infection of some sort and it just spreads out. You know what I'm saying? And so there needs to be a healing from the initial, the initial, um, uh, uh, stab of some sort. Oh goodness, this is coming. <laughs> but you know what I mean. There needs to be a healing of the initial wound. You know what I'm saying? Closure from the initial wound. So it can begin the healing process and it can um, stop the spreading. Do you understand? So if we were to talk about it from a more like, you know, human you know, uh, behavioral kind of thing, right? Where that thing could be an infectious spread. If I have an attitude, you know what? Okay. So for an example, when I went to Dunkin' Donuts the other day, I call it DDs. My kids, we like to call it DDs. But when I went to DDs the other day, I asked for my green tea, all that stuff like that. They didn't give me the correct order. So I told them, and then they t the person proceeded to tell me that I said 
I said, I, I didn't want X, Y, and Z. And I said, no, I know, like I, I actually said this, this, and this. Then the person proceeded to tell me that, well, that the person actually said that you said that. So that per the person who I was having the conversation with didn't hear me. So the fact that the person <laughs> was like going to try and defend the whole thing in regards to like trying to convince me that I said something else. It was just like, no, I know what I said. I go to DDs all the time when I go food shop. I know exactly what I order and I come here all the time and I order the same thing. <laughs> right. And so, um, yeah, the person proceeded to roll their eyes and I was just like, once I was just like taken aback and I was like, wait, was that towards me? Like, what the heck? Like, why? Like, wh what was all that about? And it was kind of weighing on me, not to the point where it affected me and, and just my mood, you know, but I can see where if I wasn't, um, in a better space or in a better mood or whatever, I, I can see where that could really have, it could, could have really affected me, right? And then I would have been in my feelings. I would have been acting like that towards the kids. I would have been acting like that towards everybody. I would have been projecting that onto, into my world that day and all that kind of stuff, right? But because I was more clear-headed and just really in a great space, I was good enough to ask the person like, Hey, was that, was that directed towards me? Because I don't, I, I don't think that that was required for you to have an attitude because I'm not upset. You know, there's, you know, we make mistakes all the time. It's totally fine. It's no big deal. No one's mad here. And then the person was like, Oh no, it's because of that person, you know, the sound of there. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, but it's, it's okay. You know, we're all okay. You know, it's, it's no, it's no bad feelings, you know, and it shouldn't be taken as such, you know? And so I feel like, you know, these kind of things where, uh, like a person's actions or reactions can kind of like act as a domino effect and it can kind of like infect other people. You know what I'm saying? Now, this could be also, too, in regards to sickness. You know, that's why they tell you to wash your hands, wear your mask, all that kind of stuff, so you don't spread, you know, the virus. You know what I'm saying? And, and infect other people, right? Uh, it could also, too, you know, medically, that could be a thing, too, but it can also be, like, some kind, uh, an attitude of some sort, right? So growing up and, you know, is kind of, I want to touch a little bit on it. Growing up, I was taught about the concept of slavery when I was like in elementary school, right? And it wasn't more, it was kind of like, it wasn't necessarily to teach me in order for me to learn something from it. It was more so to teach me in order to, rem to memorize, right? And I don't, and I don't ever felt like I gained anything from the experience other than pain shame, uh, uh, feeling like a victim, feeling targeted, right? And, and that shame of, like, I felt as if I should be ashamed in some way. And this is me in fifth grade, like, feeling these things and just feeling emotionally overwhelmed and feeling like I need, I wanted to cry. You know what I'm saying? And so 
I could just imagine how other people were perceiving it. But for me personally, I felt, uh, uh, I felt some type of way about it. And that caused me to have a shift in how I saw myself. Like I was like, out of all the people, all the peoples in the world. Now I've, I knew about like, um, colonization and all that stuff like that. Right. But just that whole slavery thing, it just really put a, 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 it just left a mark on me. And I started to perceive people, melanated people, a specific kind of way, myself included, right? Imagine the things that you teach a person, right? Like the intent to have to, 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 to talk about this, right? That a person was kidnapped from their, their homeland and brought over you know, on this journey where millions of people died and, and, and was, was enslaved uh, w against their will and forced to change their, their native tongue and forced to change their names and, and, and to, to have the name of their, of their owner and to be treated as, uh, as, as, as like, you know, just, you know, as like there as a product of some sort and, and to be whipped and to be hung and to be beaten and to be raped and to be killed and to be chased by dogs and to be treated just so terrible, right? And to tell you and to, to put it on a, a, on a TV, right, as a documentary or to teach it and put it on a blackboard and say, hey, this is where you, this is where you guys come from, right? But you you never know you don't talk we don't know about how colon where colonizers come from, right? It's just they 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 were there. We start off where civilization started in Africa. Then we all kind of spread. Then they all kind of spread out, right? You get a little sprinkle of different Native American tribes and all that stuff like that. But somehow, some way, the colonizers were so smart that they was able to acquire weapons or and, and gunpowder and guns and 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 take over the world and 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 to and to go into every you know continent and 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 or and land and discover it and take over and just quietly you know make little treaties low-key kill the native people of, of those lands right Gen like low-key genocide it wasn't a big deal it was just for the sake of building you know colonizing the land it's so it's cool it's okay right and, and, and it's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, I'll read this paragraph, <laughs> right? And then like t then it's like the next person. Read the, the next paragraph on page 179. Yeah, sure, I'll read that. Let's take a test on it. Let's, let's see who has the right answers, right? Raise your hand if you know who was the general of such and such um, voyage, you know? And, and, and it's like not, it's like kind of like not a big deal. It's, it's, it's how we became the great, you know, country that we are, right? The land of the free, the home of the brave, right? And so it's like, imagine like that kind of attitude and that level of intent when you're teaching young minds, right? It kind of then, uh, it, it, it affects their, 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 their way of learning and their way of perceiving things and their way of, 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 of perceiving themselves and interacting in life and all. And then you wonder why people can be so mad. You wonder why people can be so angry and so fearful and so, so the feeling like they, they, they have such 
dominance, right? Like this is my land. This is my forefather's land. This is, this is, you know, why people feel the need to feel so supreme, you know? Like imagine how these things that we sit there and we, and we try to instill in people, right? And when you think about it, that, that history doesn't necessarily have anything to do with me per se, right? It was, so, it was supposedly abolished a long time ago, right? But still, I need to know about this because this is who I am. This is what someone at the Board of Education decided to say, that this is who I am. And this is what I need to know about my, my history, my ancestors and all that stuff like that, right? But then when you talk to your relatives, when you have those one-on-one -on -one conversations, something's just not adding up. You know, some things are just not adding up. You know, then you listen to people like Dane Calloway, right? And, and, and he has like documentations, right? That shows that there were people, melanated people who were already here before these colonizers came. And they were actually forced to, 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 to be into slavery and all of that stuff like that. They were tricked out of their land and this, that, and a third. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you, you don't, and then as an adult, right? Just think about it as an adult having to realize that a lot of the things that you were taught, you, it was shoved down your throat and you were tested on and you had to prove that you knew this. Imagine realizing that, wow, wait, hang on a second. So this, may or may not be true. So then what is even the truth? Imagine the confusion, right? As a full-blown adult, you felt like you, I did my time. I learned what I need to learn. I've acquired the knowledge that I need to learn. And then you find out that that can even be flawed, right? Not even just with history. You talk about religion and how religion was used as a tool to dominate and to conquer other lands, right? It was in the name of their God, their Lord and Savior, that they felt like it, that land was theirs to conquer, right? They used the Bible, they had certain some certain slaves, right, or servants or whatever you want to call it. They had them mind control their people by ways of using the the Bible, right, in order to instill a a, a kind of behavior, right, so a, a submissive behavior, so that the people can be docile and meek, right. The Lord says. So therefore I shall, right? There are some, there's actually scriptures in the Bible that tells you to, to honor your, you know, to your masters and all that stuff like that. There's, there's people who, you know, who fight over who are the real children of Israel, Israelites and all that stuff like that. Who's the cursed children, all that stuff like that. I think in Mormonism, they talk about people who are cursed having dark skin, dark skin pigmentation. It's like, you don't, you never realize the virus that can spread, right? And how it can just spread out and how it can just, you know, cause certain effects. You know what I'm saying? 
And so I feel like this is this is what I'm this is what I'm kind of getting here. And although I'm making it really really general, right? Just so as an individual, just our behavior and how that can then you know affect the person that we interact with and deal with, right? So if you are a mom, imagine your your imprint that you have on your child because you are the nurturer, you are the teacher, you are the programmer when it comes down to your children, right? You are the backbone of your family. So when you're instilling values and you're instilling um, beliefs and all that stuff like that, think of how your child will then become, how they become, how they're then molded to be in society, you know? If racism and sexism and all that stuff like that, if those things really wanted to end, it really, it can end if we all just decided to just stop instilling things that help to perpetuate these, these mindsets, right? And so, you know, once again, even though I'm making it general, it can also mean just more so in-house, more personal, right? So just think about your your contribution to the people around you and how what you're doing affects others, right? So now let's finally get into the tarot, okay? Let's see here. All right. So, we have here strength, all right, there goes that Leo energy, we have seven of pentacles, okay, and then we have the hierophant, okay. Now, I feel like in regards to this situation, once again, it is that energy of the red sun, right, strength, right, People in need of strength, right? And I feel like with the Seven of Pentacles and this Hierophant here, it really comes across as feeling as if like you ne you don't necessarily really may, you may not feel like you hold any kind of contribution, right? So when people talk about standing up against injustices or whatever the case may be, right? It, it comes across as something that's larger than you, bigger than you. And you may feel as if it's just like, oh, like what can, what mark do I really actually make and doing something, you know, I'm, I'm just, it's just me, you know, this will require the whole, the whole peoples of the world, right? The whole population, right? To, to stand up against, you know, whatever, Right. So to me, it really just comes across as like feeling as if something is bigger than you. Right. And so it's like, what contribution do I actually or can I actually contribute with just my little self? Right. That's the kind of mindset that I'm kind of getting here with this. Right. The challenge here is the temperance. Right. It, it's it's really it, it is because there is no action. Right. There is no, there is no, um, me, a person being the mediator, right? So there goes that, even though it's Sagittarius, right? But I'm also getting that energy of Libra in regards to how to maintain order and balance within an environment, whether that is dealing with people, a group of people, right? Which is usually what happens in regards to Sagittarius, right? It's like, 
or or just two different people, right? But I, I feel like it's more so like a group setting of some sort, right? So you might feel as if like, what can I do, you know, to help to maintain um, structure or order or just a peace, right? A peace of mind, calmness, right? Um, just you know, being in good spirits or healthier, healthier mindsets, healthier energies, healthier, uh, um, space or whatever, right? To me, it, it, it can be like in regards to like a parent trying to establish order, right? Healthy, uh, healthy order or healthy maintenance in regards to like just children, right? Um, and so it's really about just trying. You will never know the progress you can make right? Or the change you can make if you just try, you just initiate it, right? And so um, now, although I'm talking about it in regards to parent to children, it can be in any kind of situation, right? You might see something, right? And it's like when they have that whole saying, like, if you see something, say something, right? And it's just more so a matter of, okay, well, how do I, how do I get involved? How do I, how do I make this change, you know, uh, in, 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 in the, in the, and have the kind of effect that I can't, that I can potentially make, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what I'm getting here. To me, it's not like, it doesn't have to necessarily be major, major. I am getting for some, it is a, like a, uh, it's like a close kind of thing, right? Where it's like close to home, right? Um, you know, it's, it's like close to home. Okay, so the challenge is really just not trying to maintain or establish, you know, um, you know, uh, peace, right? Um, to me, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like uh, um, maintaining peace or instilling peace or something like that, right? And um, to me, this is definitely with this hierophant here and this temperance here. To me, it really just comes, um, it comes from a place of, um, how, uh, how can I say this? It, it's like appeasing to a person's, um, uh, like, it's just more so like, uh, for some, it could be spiritual. For some, it, it, it just comes across as character development, right? So it's like, like a psyche, psychology, that kind of thing, right? Philosophical. It's like that kind of like, where you like think about it from a more like, um, higher perspective as opposed to, um, you must be nice, you know, thou like, it's, it's not just about, you know, having someone memorize the 10 commandments or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Or like, just, you know, talking about just basic human, you know, things that we should just know. Okay. Like when you slap someone, that's not nice, that kind of thing. Right. But it's just more so of, it's like a deeper meaning behind things, like how, how it actually really truly affects someone on a, on a more deeper level as opposed to just like having someone try to memorize something just for the sake of them memorizing it, right? Like people know to memorize their ABCs, but we don't, they don't tell you in school why it's really truly um, important and where does that, the alphabets come from and, you know, who, who created this and why, you know, it's just more so like, okay, kids, we're going to learn our ABCs today. And then it's, it, it's not like, what is the meaning behind every single letter? You know what I'm saying? Like, where did they all derive from? No, it's just like, now we're going to sing the song, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, 
You know what I'm saying? It's like we need you use these letters to create words and to create words is to help us, you know, speak the English language so that we can communicate with each other in this kind of third. I don't remember it being told that way, but it's just more so it's like you kind of understand. Right. But when we get down to where does the English language come from? Right. You, you start to find out when you did do a little bit of research It's actually uh, different combinations from you know, different countries, right? It's like, it's not an actual, it's like not an American language, it's the English language, right? So it comes from England and, you know, they say like there's, and then there's Latin that has influence in it, and then there's Greek that kind of has influence over it and all that stuff like that, right? So when people talk about like, oh, like, don't come here to speak, um, don't come here speaking your Spanish, you speak English here, right? But you know, when you talk, when you hear about the native tongue from that was actually already in America, it wasn't the English language, right? So what are you talking about, <laughs> right? And so, um, yeah, anyways, let's, let's, let's not, okay. So we, we overcome this here with the seven of swords, right? And so, now, I've seen this in the reverse, so I'll read it in the reverse first. But to me, it comes across really as not having hidden intentions, right? It's like you try to instill certain things in people with a back a, a, a backseat hidden agenda, right? So when you, it's like propaganda, right? You, you kind of like put out information for the sole purpose of invoking certain things out of people in order for you to kind of get a reaction the way that you want to get, right? So they, people like within the, you know, fast food industry, like I said earlier, they'll appease to your lower nature, right? Your lower vibrational nature of greed and, you know, hunger and all that stuff like that by using the, the red, the yellows, the orange colors in the fast food industry. Right. And so like when you're like kind of hungry or maybe you're not, you don't know how you feel. Right. But then you see a McDonald's sign and then all of a sudden you kind of get hungry. Right. And you're just like, I don't really want McDonald's, but for some reason I kind of want McDonald's. Right. And, 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 um, yeah, what was, I, what else was I about to say? Yeah. Like colors, like technicolor, all that kind of stuff. Like when they do those advertisements, you know, it, on, on, on the programmings and stuff like that, like during Super Bowls, right? They dump, they spend millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to make these, like, um, these, uh, these, these advertisements. Why? Right. Because the intent is to have people, um, you know, uh, buy their products, right? Um, and so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And also too, cause a lot of people watch, you know, the Super Bowl, right? And so those slots are a lot of money, right? And so, um, yeah, so really it's just, we, we have to really think about our intentions, right? The intent and asking ourselves, is it malicious or is it true, right? Is it coming from a pure heart, right? It, it, it doesn't take much to just be nice and, and be kind and be mindful and, and considerate, right? It doesn't take much, right, to teach kindness, you know what I'm saying? But it takes a lot. It takes a lot of pain. It takes a lot of anger, bitterness, right, um, uh, blind and ignorance, 
to teach hate, to instill hate. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like, you know, it's, it's all, it's with this seven of swords here in the reverse is really just, uh, thinking about the intent, right? And so we have to, uh, overcome this thing by, if we are going to be who we choose to be, right? And to hold our position as said healer, if that is the case, right? It's coming from a healed place so that we can then uh, teach and interact and to, to heal, right? To, to give proper healing. You know what I'm saying? So if we ourselves are not healed and we ourselves are not coming from a, a, a genuine space and place, right? Um, we can we can project that and we can also too instill that right onto others, right? So we have here the base here, the foundation, 10 of pentacles, the emperor. Okay. There goes Aries. All right. So 10 of pentacles, Aries. Okay. We have eight of pentacles and God of wands. Okay. So I feel like, yes, really having to work on that, role as being uh, an influencer of some some sort, right? God of Wands is someone who is very much in that role of, you know, you are responsible, you are held accountable, and this is something that really needs to be uh, looked at and worked on, right? Because this is where things flow. This is where, this is where things grow. It comes from you first with this emperor here and this God of Wands, Right. And so there's this need to kind of be mindful with great power comes great responsibility. How are you being responsible? You know, how are we being responsible? You know, All right. In our past, we have the hermit here. Okay. We have the seven of wands. Yeah. Okay. God of cups. Okay. To me, it comes across as like really feeling as if like, uh, it's, it's more so like just really self-centered, you know, really just about your business, right? And the need to kind of preserve what it is that you feel like you need to preserve, right? Um, and coming from that space, right? Um, this could be you, this could be someone else here because now we have two masculine court cards here, God, God of Cups, God of Wands. So to me, it can be, uh, really, really, that's where that close to that energy is coming from with this God of Cups, right? But then it now is like, it, it expands, right? So maybe you may have been, um, in charge of one person or not in charge, but more so like responsible for one person that could be yourself or that could be like another individual, right? And, um, now it's requiring you to kind of be responsible or held accountable for more parties, right? Um, than, than just one, right? We have with that hermit, it's like that, it's that Virgo energy. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, let's see here. The hard space, my favorite space, we have Ace of Pentacles. Okay. And then eight of wands. To me, it really just comes across as um, not, and that's kind of like the theme here is what I'm, uh, you know, we've been getting for the past couple of reads. Okay, so it's really just not being in tune with, um, you know, like just like your higher self, right? This could also be not in, not in tune or not in, uh, really, it's just not in command in regards to like 
communicating new opportunities for yourself, right? Um, to me, it just comes across as really like not having confidence and your ability to uh, create like uh, secure foundations, creating secure um, establishments. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, it could be like if you you don't pray because you don't feel as if like your prayers are heard kind of thing, right? You don't manifest because you feel like these things don't work, right? Um, you don't you don't command certain things because you feel like these things don't work, right? And so it can manifest on the physical by ways of the things that you say, if you decide to say, right? You are not feeling confident that these words can stick to the individuals that are listening, right? So in this case, being a teacher would be a, um, you know, it would be a, 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 uh, not scary, but it's it's like an insecure kind of position, right? So you wouldn't feel comfortable being a teacher. Or even if you do feel like in your heart you want to be a teacher, the students are not listening, right? The students are not, you don't hold their attention kind of thing, right? Um, is what I'm getting here. And this could be apparent. You might not, because you, for some reason, you feel that way, right? You You might not have control over your children, you might not have control over yourself, right? Um, and so, you know, um, or you may not feel as if, like, you are equipped to be in that position. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, like, people can listen to you and take heed to what it is that you say, right? So we have the two of swords here at the bottom of the deck here, okay? So this is definitely giving me this energy of a standstill. But the reason why there is a, a feeling of a standstill is because you haven't come across something that can allow you to elevate uh, within, within that mind space, right? So someone can come across you and tell you like, hey, like, what what do you what do, what is there to question like you know you got it or you don't or you know someone just you know coming to that realization or that clarity right that can tell you like hey like I got this or you know okay maybe this is not it right so it's like it's coming across as like really just trying to find answers in order for you to to uh become wiser in a sense you know what I'm saying in regards to pro progressing you know, in, in, as far as like action, right? Or whatever it is that you're trying to take action on, right? And also too, I'm getting this energy of like, for some, it's like a hard head, right? My granny always used to say a hard head makes a soft buttocks, right? She didn't say the B word. She said the A word, right? And so, um, that usually just means like, you know, you, you, you're, you'll always find yourself in predicaments that causes you to fall flat on your behind, right? Because you don't listen, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't listen to what, when people tell you something. And so, um, you'll find yourself trapped in these situations or these scenarios that reoccur because you're not taking, you're not, you're not allowing a situation that you've been through to resonate. And, you know, for you, you, you don't allow yourself to accumulate the knowledge that you need to accumulate in order for you to not find yourself in these predicaments again, right? The heart space also says son of cups, okay, and nine of swords. It's really just coming to the realization here that for some, it could be feelings, right? 
pride or, or, or your feelings or whatever the case may be, right, really acts as a kind of thing to hold you ca captive, right? So if you're in that space where you, you know, don't feel confident in yourself or in your standing, right, um, you'll start to feel trapped and then you will have that inferiority complex, right? So when they talk a lot of times with people who need to feel the need to project their supremacy or their, their superiority over other people, right, it usually derives from an inferiority complex, right? And so usually, you know, when they talk about people, you know, within the, um, the, uh, the police department, right, a lot of times when they usually shoot a melanated person, it's because they, they're, they're, their reasonings is because they feared for their lives, right? So it's like thinking about that, right? Although like this is something that is like pretty extreme, right? How do you feel when you, when, when, or how do you act or react to things when you feel like your life or your positioning is being threatened, Right? Do you, like, how, how, what, what do you project? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times when people feel the need to, you know, in, in, instill their race, their race theories or whatever the case may be, it's because there's this need to preserve their race, to out, to, to, to preserve their longevity, you know, on this, on this earth plane. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it's like, oh, you be with your kind. I'll keep, I'll stay with my kind. And, you know, you, you don't come over here and, you know, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about, we just got if to, if we were to dissect it, it's like really just trying to like understand like, why does this all even have a standing in, in this reality? Why does this have to exist? Right. And then when you ask these why, it kind of like leads you to, you know, other kind of like openings to different kinds of things, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like, you know, it's just also, it's just coming from that place of like, you know, and this could be childhood kind of things, right? So it's like, you can, you can be instilling certain things um, to others or infecting people, or you could have a, you could have acquired the virus, you know, and then therefore you're spreading that virus, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it could have been, you know, passed down to you, you know? And so, yeah, and although I'm talking about virus here, it could also too, like, you know, for a person who's abused as a child, right? They can, you know, potentially grow up to become bullies, right? And then because those, that, that bully behavior has never really been checked, right? Um, or healed, right? And they get a position at a job, right? They become bullies at their work for at, at the workforce, right? They become, you know, bully bosses, right? And so, um, yeah, it, it, and also too, when when things are not like instilled in them, you know, as a child, right? They don't necessarily know uh, how to treat a person fairly, you know, if they're not coming from a place of of, of understanding what's right, you know, in regards to just like how a person is treated, right? Um, and, and, and justice, right? Uh, they, they don't, they wouldn't know how to conceptualize that growing up as an adult, 
right? So a lot of times you kind of get people do certain things and then they're just like, you know, they, it, it seems as if they don't understand, right? You would think that they would understand or they would know, right? But sometimes it can also be because they just, they weren't taught, you know, and that's usually the case when we're children, right? We don't, we don't think about other people when we're kids, right? All we know is that we, we think about ourselves and then we want security and safety. That's why we love our mom and our dad, right? Because that's, those are the people that can provide those things for us. So we love them for, for, for holding us at night and, and scaring off the, the boogeyman and the Mike Wazowski's of, 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 of the, the Monsters, Inc. world, right? <laughs> where, where, you know, we love them for feeding us, right? When we're hungry and giving us all the, all the like tasty treats, you know, underneath the table when mom or dad isn't looking, you know what I'm saying? Like we love them for those things and we love our brothers and sisters because they're always around and they're our first friends and they introduce us to a kind of companionship that is not, that is different from, uh, you know, mom and dad, you know what I'm saying? Like that's where that friend, that best friend happens, right? But in regards to being mindful, teaching mindfulness and, and being considerate of others and how we treat others, right? Is that is a behavior thing that is instilled in us, that is taught to us, right? You don't take a person's toy. You have to ask them first, right? You don't, you can't just go up to someone and hit them. You can't just skip someone in line at the playground. You have to wait your turn, right? If a person is crying, ask them if they're okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, it's, it's these kinds of things where like, you know, kids don't necessarily really think about that. And so imagine if a person isn't really taught to be considerate in that way, right? And then they grow up to be full-blown adults, you know, like just think about these kind of things, right? And, 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 and don't get, you know, whatever. All right, let's, <laughs> the future here, we have the magician here. Goddess of wands, three of pentacles, goddess of swords, four of swords. Okay, two of pentacles. So F, okay, so I feel like there's, okay, there's a lot of people. So there's definitely a community here. Okay, there's definitely a community here. And this is definitely coming across how we are treating others, right? How we are helping or hindering others, how we are healing or, you know, hurting others. Okay, so I feel like here, you know, when it comes down to this magician here and this three of pentacles is definitely this energy of really having to expand yourself to others. Okay. Especially with this three of pentacles is really having to present yourself to others because it's like, it's, it's, it's coming across from a more nurturing kind of space because we have two uh, feminine energies here with the goddess of wands and the goddess of swords. It's really, uh, also too, right. Um, talk, it, it comes across as conveying some kind of, of information in regards to like things that w wisdom that is, that was acquired here. I'm definitely getting this energy of healing here because we have the two of pentacles, daughter of cups, uh, 10 of wands and the world here. Yeah. And death. There we go. There goes that death here. Okay, to me, yeah, 
to me, it comes across as definitely he uh, helping others heal, right? And and I will wait. I guess like in a way, it, it's 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 coming from a place of of a leading uh like your story helps others, you know. Or what you what you learn, what you've acquired, the, the knowledge you've acquired, um, helps others, right? And it kind of acts as a as a way to kind of like heal old wounds, you know. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the kind of vibes I'm getting here with that. Let me see. Okay, yeah, okay. So we have diet and man here. To me, it comes across as like you know you could be healing. Um, um, uh, it, it comes. It, you know, it could be like re dealing with relationships, right? So like uh, women or just feminine energies uh, that may have gone through experiences in regards to the how things are healed after a, a, a said thing has been done, right? So like I know they talk about like uh, relationship gurus, you know, because for some reason I'm thinking about Will Smith and that guy... Uh, Will Smith was like a relationship guy and he was trying to help this guy like get a girl. I forgot what it was called, but they did this scene, this dance scene where the, uh, the guy was dancing and Will Smith, Will Smith smacked him. It wasn't a hard smack. It was pretty light. He smacked him on one side and the other <laughs> and he pointed it to him and he said no or something like that. But I, I think like he ended up going on a date, right? And then he had ate like some kind of self shellfish and then like he was act, like allergic to it and then like his face broke out. So I feel like in regards to the movie, like he is teaching someone how to get a, a woman, but then he realizes that he has such pushback in regards to getting a woman and that he's not really that great in regards to relationships either. Right? I mean, but then also to the... The uh, woman kind of had her hidden agendas too because she found out who he was and so she thought she was going to go into the situation outsmarting him and then like that kind of actually messes up because he catches on to it or whatever and um yeah 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 actually yeah like the girl thought that she, you know he was a he was a bad person and um like he you know was shallow and all that stuff like that but really you know like yeah her intentions was to kind of like mess up his business and kind of expose him right um but she was supposed to like date him and all that stuff like that but then she ended up catching feelings right so once again it's also to being mindful in regards to your intentions and how especially if you're dealing with other people right with this magician here is definitely something where it's like you kind of hold the power here. You kind of hold whatever it is. Like you kind of one up, you have one up on someone here, right? And so therefore, like it's really having to be mindful of your intent and, and why you choose to deal with people that you're dealing with, right? How, how are you helping people? Are you helping people or are you hurting people, you know? And so there really needs to be uh, a standstill in regards to just asking like what what is my contribution to this situation is it a negative contribution or is it a positive one you know 
Like when we decide to hurt people because they hurt us, what, what do you think you gain out of it? Like the satisfaction of knowing that you was able to hurt another person, right? I'd never understood the concept of like, you know, I'm going to off this person because they offed my homie or they offed my friend. Like that revenge story, it's just like, you know, that just only creates a longer revenge story, right? And it's like, I'm, I'm thinking of ca the casualties of this war kind of thing and how it also affects other people, you know? So yeah, I feel like with this, this um, it could also too be that masculine energy, the intake of that. And when it's in a lower vibrational energy or within a higher vibrational energy, right? So this need to preserve territory or preserve dominance or preserve life or whatever the case may be or insert, right? Or assert that kind of dominance or, or whatever the case may be, right? Or if it's in a, from a more higher place where it's just like we can all live uh, together in harmony, you know, like I, I don't have, to, I don't feel the need to be threatened by your existence, you know, we can live cohesively and respectfully, you know, I don't have to, you know, step over you or, or, or do dominate you in order for me to feel more than or feel good about myself or feel valid. You know what I'm saying? This is like what I'm getting here with that. Okay. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll come back with the advice. All right. So let's see here. What does the cards have to say in regards to this reading? What is the advice in regards to this reading? Okay, so embracing. Okay, let's see here. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Okay, so that was... <laughs> that was a lot that fell. I'll pick it up later. Okay, let's see. So embracing. So it says... Floodplains, so a floodplain is a naturally occurring phenomenon in which the land adjacent to a river floods out to far banks of the surrounding land during times of high water. The land that is normally dry may be underwater for a period of time. Where this occurs, silt, sand, and nutrients are deposited. For this reason, Floodplains are often areas of great fertility as well as rich ecosystems. They are excellent areas for lush, abundant crops. It is a natural occurrence that allows life in all areas to thrive. Okay, so the sacred landscape wants you to know. Sometimes life overflows with emotions which can feel uncomfortable. However, the ensuring result of this discomfort can be of great value, perhaps arising from an unseen or unknown source. 
You get this card when emotions are seemingly overflowing or not flowing at all. Cherish the overflow of emotions and embrace the times that seem murky for your inner floodplains are being replenished. And as a result, there will be great spiritual and physical expansion. Embrace all your emotions when you do so. Greater prosperity and fertility will flow into your life. Alternatively, if your emotions have been blocked, this is the time to explore and experience them. Okay? So let's get some crystal cards. Okay. <laughs> let's see. So we have here, for starters, we have blue spinal. Okay, so uh, persistence, fresh perspective, revival. So revive to keep alive. Blue spinal brings new energy to stagnant parts of your life. From inside your body to the world outside, the name of this stone comes from the Latin word for spine, and blue spinal will give you a strong backbone, sense of self, and reason to stand tall despite any challenges you may face. This is a great crystal for workaholics as it eases stress and anxiety and instills a renewed sense of resolution. You can make it to the end of you can make it to the end if you put your mind to it. Blue Spinal provides that fresh perspective to reset and rejoice. Okay, so Gemini and Pluto. We have Obsidian, Shadows, Mirror, um, Amorphous. Okay, so a dark and mysterious crystal, Obsidian reaches into the depths of our shadow, shedding light on what, seem, what needs to be healed in order to make to move forward, sorry. So obsidian serves as a mirror revealing our deepest truths. Obsidian's crystalline structure is amorphous, okay, uh, moving beyond conventional time to dip into the past, present, and future and wielding great power to clear any obstacles. Use obsidian as a shield against psychic attacks and to ground your base chakra back to planet Earth. All right, so Sagittarius and Saturn. In the base chakra, um, is considered the root chakra, which is the, that red color that we were talking about. So, um, we have wave light. So decisions flow big picture. See the forest for the trees, especially with wave light. Big picture thinking is enhanced when, with this crystal, allowing you to see beyond the details and gain a better grasp over the decisions you must make. Combining intuition with logic, uh, wave light helps you look at all sides of a situation in order to make the best informed decision possible clearing energy blockages in the body wave lights sustains flow and regulates circulation for a healthy body and deep soul level cleansing use this crystal during the new moon to amplify its powers so aquarius and moon we have purple tourmaline so grounding protection serenity Purple tourmaline gets straight to the heart of the matter, dispelling any negativity around core wounds, especially issues carried over from past lives. Purple tourmaline is a great protector and can create a shield between you and alien invasion, possession, and unwanted attachments. It removes illusions so you can see reality for what it is without any judgment. That is where serenity and peace lie. When we are able to detach from external views, ground yourself with love and trust that you are always protected. 
Libra, Venus, and Mars. Okay, so we have Lazulite. So cosmic serenity and peace. The cosmic forces are at play with Lazulite, bringing serenity, peace, and tranquility to anyone who crosses paths with the stone. Lazulite comes from the Arabic word Lazarus, meaning sky or heaven, and referring to the sky blue color of the stone's surface. It stimulates the third eye drawing out psychic and intuitive abilities and dispel dispelling worry, anxiety, and stress to promote a clear state of mind. Use lazulite when you need extra strength to heal addictive habits and to give yourself that inner peace against personal demons. Okay, so Gemini, Sagittarius, and Jupiter. Alright, so we're going to finish this off with some self-care cards. Okay, what is some great self-care advice? we can use during this time so we have the abundance planning okay so writing things out all right um yeah abundance planning i've seen that i've seen people like do that where they're like they kind of like write their bills out and like you know divvy their money out um it's like allocating certain like money for you know certain things you know um, it says on a book, it says living expenses, education slash business, self-development, savings, travel, free, tr uh, keep track of your finances, don't shop when you're hungry, <laughs> right? So we have look to the stars, okay? We have nourish your temple, and then we have soak in a bath, okay? So these are some things that, you know, we could be doing at this particular time. Um, so, uh, yeah. I hope I was able to help you guys out in any way, shape, or form, although this question was an email to me. It was just like a question that just kind of happened or uh, just came about. It's like, hey, like, what the heck, what, what do you think that this means and all that stuff like that? But, you know, uh, I feel like, you know, this could be for anyone, <laughs> right? Um, and we can all take, you know, heed to some of the things that was, you know, said and how we can, you know, become better humans, you know? Oh, wait, is there something else that's underneath here? Oh, wow, it says make a vision board. Wow, okay, so that was hidden. I didn't see that. But yeah, you know, this 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 is great. This is pretty good. So yeah, uh, good luck to you guys on your amazing journey. Until next time, peace.